0: Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. And we see that there are two major issues. We talked about this last week. We'll just review quickly. We have spiritual deception that they're going to be battling and dealing with. On top of the spiritual deception, they're going to be battling and dealing with the threat of physical death. We talked about the last days, how that their church's last days. We looked at that in Second Timothy, Chapter three, all spiritual in nature. We looked at Israel's last days in Matthew, Chapter 24. It's physical in nature. They're an earthly people. They have a physical blood line, a physical seed through Abraham. Do we have a physical seed through Abraham? No, we have a spiritual seed. Through Abraham. Back in Galatians, we did that message on the two seeds of Abraham. If you missed that one or want to review, that is on the website. But there are the last days of the church, which we are in, last days of Israel, which we will not be in. We made a very clear distinction that the main reason that we are, well, we would be doctrinally be considered a pre-tribulation church. The main reason is because we make a distinction between Israel and the church. And without that distinction, then you can come up with all sorts of things. So we are exempt from the time of Jacob's trouble because it's for Jacob's people. It's for Daniel's people, which we are not. Um, But in the midst of the 70th week, the covenant will be broken. And so you're going to have a midway point. And then after that, it's going to go from uh, bad to worse, a little bit of sorrow to a whole bunch of it. And then we define tribulation. We talked about when you find the word in the Bible, it doesn't mean a specific time period. But it does mean a time of these distresses and these afflictions and this anguish. And so we went through that. We looked at Jeremiah chapter 30, and now we're going to pick up. And when we looked in Jeremiah chapter 30, we looked at it. it, It's specifically for it says, my people Israel. We're not getting land. We are going to be taken from earth. And where are we going to go? When we're taken from earth, we're going to go to our heavenly home. We've already been converted. We've already repented, and we have been converted. We're not getting land. We're not getting a physical land. But the Jews, they're going to be gathered to an earthly land, and they will repent, and they will be converted, and they will get a physical piece of land what God said would happen for them. Now we're in Matthew 24, and let's pick up part number two of this lesson. We're going to be looking at Michael. Matthew chapter 24, let's start at verse number 21. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world, to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Now go into, um, go back to your Daniel uh, chapter 12 passage. Daniel chapter 12. Watch what it says here. Daniel chapter 12, and we're going to look at the first verse. And at that time. Shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people? And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Are we Daniel's people? No. Is that referring to us as a New Testament church? No, it doesn't have us in view at all. It has Daniel's people specifically in view. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. So who do we see in Daniel chapter 12, verse 1? Michael, he stands up. Michael is the great prince. He stands for and always has and always will stand for the people of Israel. That's that's Michael. He's their protector. He's going to stand up. Now let's get Revelation. We're in Revelation chapter 12. Now, when we end up getting to Revelation chapter number 13, the beast. Is already on the earth and he's going to be on the earth for 42 months, for three and a half years. That's in chapter 13. But in Revelation, before, in Revelation 12, before the beast shows up physically on the earth, which we see in chapter 13, let's take a look at what happens in Revelation chapter number 12, the chapter just before the beast shows up on the earth. Verse number seven, and there was a war in heaven. Michael, that's the archangel we looked at in Daniel chapter 12, verse one. Who does Daniel stand for? The people of Israel. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found more in heaven. Who battles Satan? that be Michael. Where does that battle happen? In heaven. Where isn't the beast? Where isn't Satan in Revelation chapter 12 in verse number 7, 8, and 9? He's not on earth. He's in heaven fighting Michael. Michael's the archangel. Michael stands for the people of Israel. And he's battling them. He's battling them. There's a war in heaven with Michael. Ephesians 2:2 2, 2 says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's the prince of the power of the air. This world system is controlled by because God relinquished some control. We all know this, right? This is Bible 101. And he's got temporary rule. He's the prince of the power of the air. Even terms that we use today are getting ever so increasingly interesting. It's in the cloud. Everything's saved in the cloud, you know. But he's the prince of the power of the air. And this battle is happening in heaven. Now, if you haven't heard the messages on the three heavens, go back and listen to those. They're categorized on the website. We can't go back and review all that information, but there are three heavens that go all the way up, and the third being God's dwelling place. But he's not the prince of that heaven, but this air, he is. So let's get back a little bit back on track here. Satan is not yet on earth in Revelation chapter 12, which we just read. And this is happening before the second half of the Tribulation happens. You have the beginning of the sorrows. It's three and a half years. You have the abomination of desolation. That's where the image is set up. And then the last three and a half years, it would be considered far greater Tribulation, which we read in Matthew 24 at the beginning. That's considered the second half. That seven years is split, three and a half and three and a half. The last three and a half would be considered the second half. This war in heaven that Michael is battling, does it happen before or after? Or before or during or after the second half? It's happening before the second half because the beast is going to show up on earth for this second half. So this battle with Michael, the archangel, who stands for Daniel's people, thy people, the children of Israel, This battle is going to happen in the heavens. And that battle, Satan is going to be cast down onto the earth. Now get Jude chapter one, Jude chapter one. Verse number nine. If you just say Jude nine, I guess you could say Jude nine. Then people would think it would be chapter nine. There's only one chapter. So you call it chapter one. Verse number nine. Yet Michael, who is he? The archangel. When contending with the devil, disputed about the body of Moses. durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said the Lord rebuke, you, rebuke thee. Verse number nine. Michael's who? Michael is the Archangel, when is he going to contend with the devil? Before the second half of Daniel's 70th week, which lasts seven years, three and a half and three and a half. He contends with the devil before the second half. Everybody got we we on the same page on that? All right, let's go to First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter four should be able to piece this together. First Thessalonians chapter number four. Let's start reading. I know we did so many messages on this. I won't stay here too long, but it's, it's good. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse number 13, but I would, not have you be to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep; that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with. Them. This we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain in the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. Who's the archangel? Jude 9, Jude chapter 1 verse 9, that would be Michael. Who does he stand for? That would be Daniel's people, Daniel chapter 12 verse number 1, the children of Israel. Guess who shows up? At least, at the very least, the voice of the archangel Michael. Michael. Keep reading. And with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in Mount Zion. Oh, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. When we are raptured, We come from the earth and we are going to meet the Lord in the air. When that happens, guess who else is showing up? The voice of the archangel. That's got to be Michael. (laughs) Jude chapter one, verse nine. And his voice, at least as far as I can take you on, it is the voice shows up first. How does that work and how does all that play out? I don't know exactly, but I know that his voice is going to show up when we are raptured. That's what it says in First Thessalonians chapter 4. We are gone from the earth. The church is gone. Once the church is gone, then God is going to start to turn and deal with national Israel. Are we dealing with national Israel now? This is why we need to be really, really careful how involved we're going to get into national politics. We are to witness to individual people. And we can see God's hand of protection, how he has done all this stuff throughout the years and all all this. 1948, that whole United Nations deal with the nation of Israel was a political thing. It's not a prophetic thing. Now, we can look to that and say, wow, God's hand, really, we can see his providence through it. We can make that application, and that is there. But when the United Nations gets together and does something political, it doesn't mean it's prophetic fulfillment. It just means we are continuing to see God's hand of providence. And when we go up, well, right now, we are dealing with individual people. We're not going to deal with Israel as a nation or the United States as a nation, which, by the way, the United States is not in Bible prophecy, but you can sell a lot of books and run some pretty hot political campaigns. But we are dealing with, if we see an individual Jew, what do we tell them? Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And if they don't want to use the New Testament, then we use the Old Testament. We try to get them to see that they're, sin, that they're sinful. We try to get them to see their need for a savior. And we ask them, who is it in Zechariah that you're going to look at? Pierced? Who is that? What we go through, we find ways to point them to Jesus Christ. Because if they die without Jesus Christ, an unsaved Jew goes the same place. That an unsaved Catholic goes, or an unsaved, just go on down the line and fill in the blank. The point is, we we all need God's saving grace through the gospel. It doesn't matter their national title. Voice of the Archangel, meet the Lord in the air. God starts dealing with the nation. Now, okay, so I said that because Michael. He's not our protector. We have the Holy Spirit indwelled in us. But Michael, we saw in Daniel chapter 12, he stands up for Israel, the, the, that nation. So it doesn't make sense when you're going to have this prophetic timeline and the table's going to be flipped, so to speak, and God's going to change his focus. And it, national Israel is now going to come into view. Doesn't that really seem to fit very nicely? That you have the voice of the archangel showing up at the time that we're raptured? That's pretty cool. Now, how it all plays out, I don't know. I don't have all the details. I only have what I gave you tonight. But Daniel or or, uh, Michael's there. Church goes up, Michael comes down. Time of trouble starts sometime after that. Is it immediately after? I don't know. It's got to be sometime shortly thereafter. But nonetheless, we have that that God's direction, his focus, now coming back into view to national Israel. That voice of the archangel we know as Michael now shows up. We go up. And then there's going to be a battle. That's going to take place again. That battle takes place during the first half of the tribulation in heaven. We understand first and second half, right? First three and a half years, second. Team. Satan's on the earth. Revelation 13. He's on the earth during the second half. That battle is going on during the first half. How long it lasts, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that it's going on during the first half in heaven. The Bible says there was a war in heaven. Uh, get Ephesians chapter 6 and, and we'll stay in Revelation 12. Keep your place there. Real familiar, Ephesians 6, look at verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. <laughs> What do you think? You're going to go down the Walmart and see the devil? Maybe that's a bad analogy, but (laughs) you're not going to walk around and have the grim reaper jump out at you. I'm the devil. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to beat you up. It's not a big bad wolf um, fairy tale nursery story type thing. It's it's spiritual wickedness. In high places. And he is the prince. That heir, That heir. Isn't it interesting. That we are going to be caught up. And we are going to meet the Lord in the air. Where. Our battle is against spiritual wickedness in high places. God's going to just call us up. He's going to meet us up right. Right in the air. Like it's not really a big deal to me fellas. <laughs> Come on up. And then the voice of his archangel, it's got to just scare the daylights out of the devil. It's just like it, it, it's like God's playing with the devil. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to call my church up in the air. Where I've relinquished temporary control to you for this world. And you're going to be so scaredy pants because I'm because the voice of my archangel's coming. <laughs> And you think you got some power? I don't think so. But we're going to start to see what well, we're going to see tonight. This, it's a continual, gradual fall. I will ascend. I will be like the most high. I, 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 I. You know what God does? Cast casts them down where, well, he's relinqu- relinquished control in the earth or on the, uh, in the air to control this world. And then during the first half of that fulfillment of Daniel's 70th week, he's going to be cast down again to earth. It's just a continual gradual downfall. And then from earth, he's going to be cast into the lake of fire. He's just going to go down, 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 down. And he was so intent. I will ascend. I will ascend. I will ascend. And God set the whole thing up. Nope. You're going to descend. You're going to go down here, then you're going to go down here, then I'm going to go down here. God's got the whole thing worked out completely in control. And praise the Lord for it. But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, the principalities and the powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. You ever notice sin is usually done hidden, it's usually done in the dark, it's usually done where. People can't see it. That's how Satan rules behind the back type stuff. The Bible says in Job 15, 15, the heavens are not clean in his sight. You've got fallen angels nesting there because when Lucifer fell, he took some angels with him. And they're just—it's just a nesting place. The heavens are not clean in His sight. Now you got to understand the three heavens, and you'll understand that. But the Lord's going to come down. And he's going to completely clear out the airwaves. Just all of them are going to be wiped out, and then He's going to take them from Earth. So get your Daniel twelve verse seven, or uh, Revelation twelve verse seven. As you're turning here, I'll read one last time, Daniel 12, 1, And at that time shall Michael stand up, great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered, that everyone that shall be found written in the book. In the chapter 12, verse number one, it says, thy people shall be delivered. Have we been delivered? We have been. But the the nation will be delivered. Daniel's people will be delivered. Again, it goes, we're in an individual scope now. It's a New Testament church age right now. But it is going to change into a national scope once again, once we are out of here. And then his people will be delivered. Revelation 12. Let's go through that one last time. Revelation 12. Revelation 12, verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels. See, there's a bunch of them hanging out there. And prevailed not, neither. Was there a place found anymore in heaven? And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Look at verse 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast onto the earth, he persecuted the woman. That would be the nation which brought forth the man child. He goes from just continually gets cast down and down and down. And you got the battle fought in the air in heaven. This battle, Michael brings the devil down to earth. And when that happens, that is when it goes from bad to worse, and then you have a time of great tribulation. It is going to be be a period of horrible deception, suffering, all all of it. We've already exhausted all that. We're not going to go through it again. That battle happens before the second half. We know at the rapture, when we go up, the voice shows up. The voice of the archangel. We meet the Lord in the air. Lord comes down. He stops in the air. He meets us and he makes a U-turn. He takes us up to heaven. The voice of the archangel comes down. And then eventually Michael's going to come down. When? I don't know. Just tell it. It just says the voice. But he's showing up during that first half. When? I don't know. But he's going to stay in the air and he's going to do battle with Satan. And then Satan falls down to earth. And that's when you have the second half of the tribulation. We go up before any part of Daniel's 70th week. And if you get the Michael stuff and you figure out the timeline of Michael and what he's doing during that first half. It's just another clear and obvious reason that, number one, replacement theology is just wrong. It's just wrong because we are not Israel. The church is not going to replace Israel. This is why we saw in Galatians last Sunday, we talked about we're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. It's an entirely new thing. It's a completely new deal that God started with this New Testament church. We are new creatures. We've not been Israel part two. It's not act one, act two, and we're going to merge them together. And one's going to kind of rule out the the one. It's going to replace it. No, you've got Israel and you've got the church and the two if you don't make that distinction, and if you don't understand that distinction, you get all messed up into this replacement theology deal, and it's just it doesn't divide correctly. It doesn't divide correctly. We've got to rightly divide, not just start making chopped suey with the Bible, and just is a whole big mess. I hope that makes